Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. You are good. We do love you. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I just ask that you bless this time that we do have together. Let us draw near to you. Let us know you better. Let your name be glorified and lifted up. Let eyes see and ears hear you in a new way. Lord, it's in your son's holy name. In Jesus Christ's holy name I pray. Amen. <laughs> Good morning, Mercy Hill. For those of you that don't know me, not that you all should, <laughs> but for those of you that don't know me, my name is Brad Furkowski. I am one of the pastoral interns here at Mercy Hill, and it is truly a blessing and an honor to uh, get to stand before you and share the Word of God. Um, if you have been following along in our reading plan, you know that we are in the first epistle or the first letter of John today in chapter 1. So if you do have your Bibles or if you use an electronic device to follow along, feel free to turn to that passage now and we will read it together. We're going to primarily focus today on uh, verses 1 through 7. So we read, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest, and we have seen it, and testified to it, and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the Father, and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things, so that our joy may be complete, this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Let's pray once more. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the Apostle John and all of the apostles that were able to have fellowship with you during your earthly ministry. Lord God, I just ask that uh, we are able to focus on this letter that he wrote to the church and that you will give us clarity and understanding of what it is that you would have us know. Again, it's in your son's holy name I pray. In Jesus Christ's holy name I pray. Amen. So in this earthly life, we are on a walk. We're either walking in the light or we're walking in darkness. How do we know which way we are walking? How do we know if we walk in darkness or if we walk in the light. 
we may know in which way that we do walk by the fellowship that we have or maybe do not have with God the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. In the first letter of John, John the Apostle invites both his original audience and us to have fellowship with him, and more importantly, of utmost importance, with God the Father and Christ Jesus, his Son. John begins his letter in a familiar way. It rings familiar because he echoes the words of the gospel that he authored. If we look back at the beginning of John's gospel, we read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It is here that John introduces us to the Word. The Word who was, is, and always will be. The eternal God-man, Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man. In whom is life, he who is the light of the world. We then come back to John's letter, and again we read, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. John again draws our attention to the eternality of Christ. But this time it has a personal touch. This Jesus, John's Jesus, whose voice he had heard with his own two ears, a voice no doubt he was familiar with. This Jesus, who John has seen with his own two eyes, who I'm sure when writing this letter, he may have had fond memories of seeing his face and maybe even some specific facial expressions. This Jesus, the one that John had touched with his own two hands, and he had braced, embraced in loving brotherhood. This Jesus, who John saw beaten, crucified, buried, and praise God, resurrected. The eternal life was made manifest that had been seen and John now testifies and proclaims so that we may have fellowship with him and the apostles and more so the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. This Jesus. What does our fellowship with this Jesus look like? And just to be clear, There is no differentiation between the Jesus of the Gospel of John and the Jesus of 1 John. I just wanted to make it clear of the intimate relationship 
that John and the apostles had with Christ. So what does our fellowship with Jesus look like? Are we walking in the light or are we walking in darkness? Are we walking in his light or are we walking in darkness? In this letter from John, he tells us that the message he and the apostles heard from Jesus is that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. In verses 6 and 7, we are told, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. If we say with our lips that we have fellowship with God, but we walk in darkness, that is, if we live a life of habitual, regular, consistent, persistent sin, we lie and do not practice the truth. The Christian life is active. It is not stagnant. It is a faith that, faith that must be put into practice, which is why it makes sense to compare it to a walk. So it is not enough to simply say we have fellowship with God and then go about walking or living a life of sin or darkness. Perhaps it would be beneficial to define sin. I think we often, especially in Christian circles, speak of sin, sinning, sinners, and we speak of it so often <clears throat> that the term loses its sting. It loses its severity. It loses its seriousness. Sin is the transgression or disobedience of God's law. I believe J.C. Ryle defines it well in his book entitled Holiness. When he writes that a sin consists in doing, saying, thinking, or imagining anything that is not in perfect conformity with the mind and law of God. Again, he says it's doing, saying, thinking, or even imagining anything that is not in perfect conformity with the mind and law of God. How often do we do, say, think, or allow ourselves to imagine something that does not perfectly conform to the mind and law of God. Ryle goes on to include in his definition of sin, the sin of omission. Meaning those things that God expects us to do, but we fail to do them. He cites Matthew 25, 41-42 when making this point. It reads... Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. How often do we fail to do those things 
that the Lord has asked of us. This is not to say that we can live a sinless life. That is not my intent here. My intent is to make it clear that we cannot walk in darkness. We cannot live a life consistently violating the mind and law of God and say that we have fellowship with him. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. As mentioned earlier, the Christian life is active. It is ongoing, unending. It's constant. From the moment that we acknowledge Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we begin to walk in his light. Walking in the light is not a sole endeavor. It is not something that you do on your own. When you walk in the light, God is with you. He is in the light. Or as Charles Spurgeon wrote, we have mutual fellowship. There is communion between God and our souls. When we walk in the light, we desire to morally align ourselves with God. We begin to view the truth in light of who he is. We long for his righteousness. We no longer to desire to conform to or to be like the world that is around us. We'd much rather prefer the renewal of our minds so that by testing we may discern or recognize what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. What do we say, think, actually what do we do? Say, think, and imagine begins to conform to the mind and the law of God. When we walk in the light, we not only have mutual fellowship with God, but we also get to enjoy fellowship with the entire community of believers. They are our brothers and our sisters. You are my brothers and my sisters. In the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we are told of a time when Jesus was speaking to a large crowd. His mother and brothers came to him but could not reach him because of the size of the crowd. He was told, your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. <clears throat> but he answered them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. If we are walking in the light, it is because we have acknowledged that the blood of Jesus has and continues to cleanse us from all sin. It is not the walking in the light that cleanses us from sin or the fellowship with one another. It is only the blood of Jesus that provides that. But we will continuously be cleansed of our sin by the blood of the Lamb as we continue to walk in the light. Worship team, you can come up. This is a short message, and I do apologize for that. <laughs> in this earthly life, we are on a walk. I leave you with how I 
greeted you, I guess I could say. We're either walking in the light or we're walking in the darkness. The fellowship that we have with God the Father and His Son Jesus Christ reveal our walk. My question for you today, or my, yeah, are you walking in the light or are you walking in darkness? If you are walking in darkness, if sin has a hold of your life, if there's an area of your life, your imagination, your thoughts, your deeds that controls you, that you know is not of God, that you know it doesn't align with who he is, his word, his mind. If that is you and you find yourself in that place, there is hope. And that hope is in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He shed his blood for us. His, the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You find yourself in that place of darkness. Now may be the time to genuinely, wholeheartedly acknowledge Christ as your Lord and Savior. I would ask that if that is you, that now at your seat, just between you and God, pray, ask him to change your life, to change your walk, so that you may forever walk in his light. I'm not a good singer, but I know of a song that starts out with what can wash away my sin. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I do thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to stand before your people to proclaim your name, to proclaim your son's name. Let us not walk in darkness, Lord. Let us walk in the light of who you are, the truth of who you are. Let us draw near to you, truly know you, have an intimate relationship with you. The relationship that John and the apostles enjoyed during your earthly ministry. Let us have an intimate relationship with you in prayer and in fellowship with one another. I ask these things in your son's holy name. In Jesus Christ's holy name I pray. Amen.